Hi everyone, it's Gina Harrison here. Um, so today I'm going to be speaking to one of my best friends of about how long have we? How long? Maybe oh. 12, 11 years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yee. Yeah. Um, Atem, and I basically uh, I just wanted to um, give Atem a platform to use to um, further reach people with his lifelong. Um, commitment and would you say fight or would you say what would you say um i suppose you could call it a fight but i suppose it's just a whale oh, maybe a whale life yeah. like, right right i just wanted to uh give atem a platform and learn more myself um about atem because we never really spoke we've spoke briefly about race and about things like that but we, we haven't really spoke about it that in depth really would you say yeah yeah we've had like conversations here or there yeah, but i know we, you mean not did. like a form in depth one yeah um so yeah this is atem um atem if you'd like to introduce yourself and say a few things about yourself um yeah so i'm atem like gina said me and her have been friends for a long time i'm 33 from manchester born and raised What's been really great at this time is the simple statement that it's not enough to yeah. be not racist. You have to be anti-racist, which I found is really is a really great statement to make, um, and it's really poignant and it, it just says everything really. Because you can say I'm not racist, but it, 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 superficially maybe you're not. But society has ingrained this in us in our subconscious, whether we know it or not. Um, since we were born, if we're white, if, if we're any race, really. Um, so, yeah, I have been taking the time to, to mostly listen. So what better way to do to do it with someone that I'm extremely close to and, um, yeah, just get to know more about you and in that, um, more about the Black Lives Matter movement. So, yeah, so I think we'll start with something I was really interested in about learning about you is, when when was the first time that you that you recognized maybe it was as a young child that you know you were seen as as another or you were seen as um lesser because of your color well see it's weird thinking about that to my childhood because there's definitely things that i remember but i think being as a kid like i didn't really realize they were either racist or there would be times being subjected to things. Like I remember, I think I wrote about it in one of my blogs. Right. Um, I remember being in primary school mm -hmm. and the teacher made a joke saying, um, what's the reason that Eric Cantona's neck is all black? And it's because he's been carrying Andy Cole all season. So as a kid, yeah, I didn't get really get that joke. Wow. Like I'm just like, don't really get it. Yeah, but yeah. obviously it must have meant something for me for it to stick with me all the way through to now, to where I remember it. And it's just things like yeah. that. Things like that. And like my primary school was like, I would say it was like me. There was another guy that I've been friends with since like we'd, go, we'd grown up together and we're still friends to this day that we went to school. And then obviously my sisters went both went to the primary school. But it was just, yeah, we were like the only black kids in that whole school. And it was very noticeable. Do you think it's mostly the it's like the fleeting comments that are like ingrained within us that people think are superficial, but they just yeah. keep, keep saying, keep saying, keep saying, like, oh, I'm not racist, but then I'll make this joke. 
exactly. I mean, it's all well and good saying you're not racist, but being not racist, um, racism isn't just like saying like a terrible name to somebody. Like racism can be all sorts of different things. You making a little joke or like people when they say, oh, I'm going down to the so-and-so shop and they just throw that in there like it's nothing. Like it's still racist. Yeah. It's like these little things that people do. It's still racism. And like you said, where people said it's not enough to be um, not racist, which which I think is a very good way to look at it because I think some a lot of people have just thought, well, I'm not racist, so it's fine. It's like, yeah, I think you actively need to be calling racists out. And one thing I've always said is like when you're sat around your friends or sat around anyone in any situation, when people say some racist stuff or some stuff that's out of pocket, you need to call them out on it right then and there in the moment. Just don't let it ride. And I'm like, I've had um, so many issues with that where like I've called people out for, for stuff or said stuff or people say I'm too pro-black and then I get into like these mad arguments and it almost feels like I'm literally one person fighting against like 20 people here and they're like, oh, well, things aren't as bad as they used to be. It's like, what, I mean, what, like, what are you saying? Like, it shouldn't be a thing. They shouldn't be as bad. They shouldn't be bad, period. You can't compare anything. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like, you say things aren't as bad as they used to be, but, like, people are still getting killed in front of, um, black people are still getting killed in front of, um, that loads of different, loads of people, like, in the streets, mm-hmm. they're still getting lynched, if you want to say that. Systematic, or, like, racism yeah, is still there in, like, every, every business. Like, one thing that this whole movement has done is, like, shown all the different industries where people have said people have like told their stories of things that have happened to them and like for for black people especially like this ain't new to us like we've all got these stories like and we all know about these stories i think it's new to the people that are hearing about these stories that can't believe they happened but like we've all had these stories you i'm guarantee you ask like mm-hmm. most black kids like at some point in their life they've had a run-in with the police or dealing with the police where they've been stopped and searched for no reason and I don't know if it's, um, like, I've been going through it because um, I've been speaking with my girlfriend about it. It's like, because she's been asking me how I feel. And it's like, in some ways, like, I feel good that, like, it seems like a lot more people get it now. But at the same time, it's, like, almost kind of, like, really annoying that, like, I've been saying, like, I've been saying shit like this for a time. But then it was always looked at as, like, oh, you're too pro-black. Oh, like, you're too militant and all this. And I'm like, so it's just, but it's, I suppose it's better that people are starting to understand, but it's just that thing of like, I've been saying this already, but I'm sure that's how like a lot of people, um, a lot of people felt like a lot of people that fought for civil rights and that have felt in some past, like I'm sure like Martin Luther King, people always drop his quotes and everything like that now, but at the time when he was still alive, like he was one of, he was, I think they did a poll and said he was like one of the most hated men in America. So, you know, yeah, I think it's a good idea to show everybody that we're all together on this this isn't like a split issue this is like we're either you're either against racism or you're not there's no sitting on the fence when it comes to racism it's like i can be friends with people and disagree on like loads of different things loads of different things yeah racism isn't one of them like you're either racist or you're not or i'm not fucking with you simple people don't like to talk about it but because it's uncomfortable but for me it's not uncomfortable because it's just the only way we get rid of racism is by having open and honest discussions. You, and I think the best, one of the best things that's come from this is like all these different people, 
all these different black people, Asian people, Chinese people, um, Indian people. I know that all um, shared their stories of when they've experienced racism. And I think a lot of white people that maybe didn't really know, didn't really know, because there'll be some of the, it'll be people they know, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, I never believed this happened to you." Like I shared, like I've shared a couple of stories, like the past over like the past past couple of weeks, and people were just like shocked. So can you share well, them? This can you, is, I, I mean, I it's been going on. Can you can you tell us yeah. again? Posted? Yeah, share the football one. So the football one, um, this one, um, I think it was about nine years ago now, I was playing for my Sunday league football team, a team that I don't play for now. Um, and I remember going in on like a, late, a bit of a late tackle on like one of their centre-backs, ref gave a foul. And then from the other side, uh, from like midfield, like one of their players said, oh, you can't do that, the dirty nigger. So my, it's funny because like one, my, one, of my, one of my mates played for this team called Gaz and he was the first one like you're screaming, it's like you can't say that. Oh, I ref, you heard that. You can't say that. He was like the only one on the pitch that said anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it, and I commend him for this so much. And at the time, you know what? Is I wasn't even thinking that he was just calling it out because he was racist. I was just like, oh, he's just standing up for me because he's that's my mate. Right. But then when I thought thought about it, thought about it, I was like, nah, this guy actually was the first one there to say something about it, whilst the rest of the team just sort of like oh ignored it. It's like oh. And then I remember when I wrote that story, like my old manager, like contacted me and said, oh yeah, what's it called? We reported him to like the league after and he subsequently got suspended and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like you, that's all good after the fact. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be like if you and me were out somewhere, someone said something majorly sexist to you. I didn't say anything at the time, but as soon as they go, I'm just like, oh man, that was so messed no, up, no. man. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you didn't say any of that stuff at the time. Like it's all well and good saying it after. Yeah. But why didn't you say it at the time? As a second of thought. So it and really affects you in the moment. But yeah, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's easy to stand up for me when it's just you and me here, and nobody else is here to say, say anything. All those people on that pitch will will claim that they're not racist. Um, exactly. Right. Well, that's one the, the first thing that the manager said to me. He said, um, "What's it called? We have never treated you like we never treated you any different because you're racist." So I said, "You, ne- I never said that you treated me any different. I just said." That after that, I knew where I stood with that team. It's like I knew that none of them really had my back when it whenever it came to stuff like that. It's like, yes, you can report it to the league and all that stuff and go through the official channels, but in that moment, right there, when he said that, where were you? Where were you guys? Didn't say nothing. Like, if that, for example, like if that happened today with a team that I'm playing in, not that I'm, not that I'm saying that this, um, this is the best way to handle it, but I know for exact. That if it happened today in the team I'm playing in, it would end up in a fight. But what I would suggest, like if I was the manager of the team, was like, I hear that the ref doesn't send the player off, we walk off, we're all out, we're out. We walk off. Right. If it's a forfeit, fine. And then we'll complain to the league after. But I, I, in that very moment, yeah, we ain't playing football with this guy no more unless the ref sends him off. And that's it. So, like, yeah. that's the way I think it should be handled. I've always hated this stuff that they teach. They This is what. Um, white teachers teach you when you're when you're a black kid. It's like, oh, people will always say things. Just you know, you need to like rise above it and turn the other cheek. It's easy for them to say that. They've never experienced that. Yeah. Why should I turn the? Why should I have to change my behavior for what somebody else is saying when they're out of order? Yeah. It makes no sense exactly. to me. If someone says something racist to me. You best believe I'm going to punch you in the face. 
and that and that's your problem to deal with. It's not my problem to change my behavior, my reaction to your racist comments. Like I shouldn't have to turn the cheek. I shouldn't have to deal with your racist comments. Like I hate this whole turning of the cheek, just let it go thing. Why? Why? Why do I have to let it go? Why? Yeah, that's why it's there's just no, a thing. There's no change. There's no confrontation. There's there's never going to be a change. People are just comfortable with with that because there's no change. There's no fight back. Absolutely. Exactly. They always say just ignore it. It's like, why? Should I, I shouldn't have to ignore any shit, man. Like I should call out. And I think subconsciously as you grow up, even even as the person I am now, where I will call out most times, I know there's been times where I sort of let it slide just because that thing like that was taught to you as a kid just instantly it's just like, oh just let sort of let this come and go. Or you don't want to be this troublemaker. You don't want to be the angry black man. So like you're almost mm-hmm trying to check yourself to like fit into the situations that you're put in it's like oh i don't want to cause too much trouble because like i know i know that like sometimes when people have said some some dodgy stuff and i've called out i'm just thinking i know what they're going to be like oh like calm down and you know when they act like oh oh, you you know you were very threatening i was like i was never going to do anything but you know like they just they make you very threatening because you was just because you was a black man trying to talk about your feelings which people think is threatening. Yeah, it's, if it was a white person, annoying. it would be threatening. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so annoying. Everything you're saying is you're digging yourself into a bigger hole here with your with your belief mechanism here. Yeah, it's just so annoying. I hate I hate it. But like, yeah, like I'm never going to, I'll call people out all day. For this. Like I said, I, I, there was another story where I was out um, with some people from, from work and then one of the women's there was she was like, Oh, why can't my son say uh, nigger when he's listening when she's listening to Bugsy Malone? I was like, Mary, because I remember he can't you saying this. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, but why it's not fair? Because they say it in the song and say that. It's like, why first of all, who's they? That second of all uh, second of all, right, right. why would you want to say it? Like, tell me why you want to say it so bad. Right. It makes yeah. me think like what like in what world do you want to say it so badly like that you that you think it's unfair you have to say something it's almost <laughs> I mean, like when you, put, when you put it like that it's crazy why do you really feel the need to say it? why do you want to say that ask yourself that question yeah does it change your life that much if you don't say that one word that's what i don't get i think it's, it's just innate like white supremacy that's ingrained in society that you feel like you have to say that you're allowed to say that word and we all thought, we all know what the word connotates. We all know where it's from. We all know what it means. We all do. So why exactly. would you want to say that, knowing it's a negative connotation? P- period. Exactly. So, Especially think- you know when coming from um, coming from a white person to say that what it what it means because it doesn't mean the same as the two black people saying to each other. It means something completely different. Right. It's only right. like I try. I always try and like compare things to like maybe another situation i'm trying to think it's like you know um if um two gay people call each other queer but that's that's fine between them because that's their like what's it it's between them but from a straight person calling another gay person queer that's just a slur you know what i mean yeah it's like so it's like ownership of the the word and and, uh, taking taking back the word absolutely yeah it's just like you can't it's something they've They've taken that used to be an insult and they've taken, have owned it now and now they can use it to recognize each other and no one else can use it to recognize each other. No one else can use it to recognize them. People have earned those, earned those stripes to, to at least say the word that was used against them. I don't think it's, there's any other way to put it. I don't, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't, I just, it, it bugs the shit out of me, man, honestly. 
the leading on from that? What what are some of the worst cases of racism you've experienced growing up in your life? Um, another one I remember was in like secondary school. We were in Stoke playing a, a rugby game, and there was this guy who had like I think he'd obviously been in like some fire accident because he had like scars all over his like his neck. I remember because we called him Scarface after this, but like I remember he, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something super racist, and that just turned into an all-out brawl. Like honestly, they really? abandoned the game. This was in school, and like it was just crazy. But that day was like in my secondary school, it was very multicultural. Like there was a lot of like di- like white, black, Asian, um, Chinese, different different types, different races, and um, yeah, we all got into a massive fight. Then we came back to school on the Monday, and then again, our teacher was like, oh, "You just can't do that." And I was like, "Yeah, but so you don't know about like you know you don't know what it's like to have like people say racist things to you for no reason because like it was no reason like we were just beating them, you know what I mean? Right. And they right. know that the only thing they can say to get to us to say something racist, and yeah, it did get to us, yeah. but you know, you guys asked what's for it, so I'd I say that. What um, you're saying what you were saying before about having you know when you do feel. When somebody says something in passing or um, you think it's super superficially, I say that, but it's never superficially. They think it's superficially. And then you have to say to yourself, like you said, no, don't say anything. That is a heavy thing to carry around mentally for years and years to kind of to think, you know what, forget it. I can't imagine that. That's like constant trauma and and psychological abuse for years that you have to just not say anything about. I can't even imagine fathoming that. in fact, I remember one moment, like, and this really, this like, I remember it pissed me off at the time, and it still pissed me off to today, being in, like, um, a shop with my ex-girlfriend, and there was a security guard who was black, and um, there was this guy in the store who was just, I don't know what he'd done in the store, something, he was getting thrown out for some reason or something. So the security guard, like, got him out of the store, then the guy came back in and was causing trouble. And then he just goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's right, you fucking nigger. And I was like, what the fuck? So, like, I started kicking off. I was like, no, I'm not having this. And then she was just like, no, nah, just calm down. Just leave it. He was like, was he wasn't even talking to you. I was like, what do you mean he wasn't, like, talking to me? Well, yes, he fucking, like, if he says yeah. that about one black person, he's talking to all of us, man. Like, Absolutely. that's, it. so I remember being so mad and just the fact that she was just trying to, like, sort of, just like, oh, yeah, just like, just ignore it. Just forget about it. Like, it's got nothing to do with you kind of thing because that really bugs me. But I just don't think she, like, she got got it. But that's still, yeah, that really annoyed me to this day. Like, and really she's bugs now, me. So, obviously, yes, it was true. more than superficial. <laughs> you just, um, <laughs> so, you see, yeah. uh, leading on from that as well, how do you feel about, because um, I've read quite a bit about this lately, um, about racism within races. Is, is that a thing? Um, I don't really understand it. Is is that a thing? Yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. And I think um what it's another thing, again, it's another thing but like born of white supremacy, because if you go back through history, it's like the sort of lighter skinned black pe- black people, especially the women, the lighter skinned black were treated a lot better than the darker skin darker skinned slaves. So it's and the that's thing, still that's a thing today, isn't it? Yes, yeah, colorism is a massive thing in like in the black community community because so if you look at like a lot of the top black actors in hollywood right mm-hmm. like nothing against any of these black artists but it's just like a fact if you look at a lot of the top black actors in hollywood yeah you'll you'll notice that a lot of the lighter skinned black ones mm-hmm. um are so there's a lot more lighter skinned black ones out out front not to say that mm-hmm. they're not they're not talented or anything that it's because 
in Hollywood, they what's it called? They feel that like a lighter skinned black person plays better on TV than a dark, darker skinned black person, and it's honestly the truth. So, and a lot of a lot of times people will make uh, disparaging remarks about dark skinned girls or even dark skinned black black guys, and it is a it is really a bad thing in the black community, and I really hate it because like we're, we are all the same. Yes, there's different. There's different. Some of us are lighter than others, but we are all black. Like we're all part of one community, and I wish people would stop that. And I think. That's another thing that needs to get called out anytime it happens because I really, I really, really hate it when like you hear some guy say, "Oh, I don't really like dark skinned girls." It's like that's the stupidest thing ever to say. Like, like right. what are you talking about? Like, you don't know every dark skinned girl ever in the world, so how you can see you say you just don't like dark skinned girls? It's just Absolutely. yeah, it's like it's quite sad to be honest because like I said, it's something that comes down from from white supremacy, and it just feels like it's the like same, same unconsciously, same. yeah. yeah. It feels like it's just like rested in our community. But then again, like I said, a lot of these brands like help perpetuate it as well. Like when Beyonce was doing the um, L'Oreal ad bit and you know they, they, you know what Beyonce is like and they made her skin like a, a lighter shade almost to the point where she looked white. It's just, well, we yeah. know about L'Oreal, about, um, I don't know if you know Monroe. Um, yes, Monroe Birdoff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, we, she is incredible. Yeah, we saw what they did to her. Like, her. Exactly, so... Well, obviously, because like I'm not mixed race, so I'll never like understand right. the the full experience. But I've definitely heard people say that before. Like, like I said, I've um, what's it called? Like, I've got a mate. I like I won't pick his name up, but I know that he's told me before that like at sometimes like he felt like sort of like, especially when he was growing up, like when he was younger, he was just like he felt like he wasn't sure, like mm-hmm. which one he was or which one to be, like. And so he kind of felt like left out of both communities, even though he was a part of both. I think that is very exactly, difficult yeah. for people that mixed race. And I think that does come down to like your parents. I think parents with mixed race children need to be very, very vigilant in like making sure they introduce their kids to both sides of your culture. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're the black mom, make sure that you like educate them on on your culture. And if you're mm-hmm. the white dad, um, educate them on your culture. It's like let them know that like you're you're both and you're and it's okay to be proud of both like both cultures it's your heritage is where you come from and make them feel welcome i think parents have a really big job to do that because like kids growing up because other kids in the program stuff will say stupid things to them and this is and that's what will get in their head someone will be like oh yeah you're black you can't play with us oh yeah you're white you can't play with us sort of thing like that and it's it's sad really because no kid should ever have to grow up like that struggling with like like where they come from or where they fit in the world. Like I think parents have to like really be mindful when they have mixed race kids that they have to teach them about both of their cultures and let them know it's it's a part of them and it's to do with them. And they should never they should never be ashamed of either one of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it leads back to just having them confronting conversations, doesn't it? That with anything, like nobody wants to speak about whether it's mental health. Um, whether it's sexuality, whether it's race, nobody wants to have these confronting conversations with anyone, let alone like with themselves, let alone someone else. So I think that if you start questioning, if you start asking yourself questions first, like what do I believe? Am I racist? Do I see like I saw a video that you also posted yesterday. There was um, a white woman, a lecturer, who said to the 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 classroom, you know, stand up if you. Oh yeah, Jane Elliott. Being black, that's yeah, exactly. And nobody stood up, and I, I remember thinking about it, and it, it, I think that's a, an amazing question to ask. What, what did you think about that? I found that just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, 
Like, yeah, I've watched like quite a few of um, Jane Elliott's, like, because um, she's a big civil rights activist and a lot of her like lectures and stuff like that. And she like gets the point every time. She said, what she said in an interview, she goes, there is no race. There is only one race, and that's the human race. To think that there's a race because of the pigmentation of your skin is crazy. It was like, it's not, it was a social construct that was made by people to make themselves feel better about themselves than others. And it's so true. But mm-hmm. that um, thing that she did where she asked everyone, it's like, um, put uh, stand up right now if you change places with like someone in the black community right now and no one stood up. That literally tells you that everybody knows the life that they, they that black people have had to deal with and gone through and the right. inequalities, but they're all happy to just sit there and say nothing because they're fine with their life. And I just don't, that's not good enough no more. Man. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't just sit there and be silent on on equality, inequalities for people. You need to stand up and say something. And that's the only way change is going to happen because black people have been saying this for years. And what do people tell you? Oh, it's not as bad as it used to be. Like, I mean, what's it called? It's well better now in 2020. Like, what's it called? I was, oh, yeah, sound. We can we can get on buses now. And, like, what's it called? We can, like, buy our own houses. And, you know, we're actually allowed to, like, marry different races and things like that. It's like, you're, these are basic human rights that we should have. Like, the systematic racism is still there. And that's going to take a long time to disrupt and change. My My way of life as a white person should not be a privilege to a black person yeah that's that's perfect shouldn't be seen as well you can do that now but my normal shouldn't be your privilege period yeah like exactly so that, that, that's basically the thing because you can do these things now wow that's great because you can do something i haven't even thought about doing yeah i just do it it's like uh, i've seen so many like um so many quotes it's like being having privilege is having to educate yourself about racism and not having to live it and that's literally true Mm. imagine growing up and just going through your life every day just like normal and never having to experience any racism it's nice because like yeah i've never had that and i know a lot of people have never had that leading on to the timing of this what do you feel about the a lot of things that i've been seeing about the protests being in the pandemic and how you know this shouldn't be happening I don't think there's ever a good time for a protest. It just so happens there's a pandemic right now. What, what yeah. are your views on I mean, safety and like I mean, listen, like I haven't taken the pandemic mad serious. I've been like I like just quarantining on my own for ages. Haven't really seen anybody. Like I saw my girlfriend for like the first time like two months, like like two weeks ago when we like walked for ages and met up, met up with each other. So like I've been taking it mad seriously, but at the same time. Yeah, man, I mean, there never is a good time for a protest. And this is an important moment. And sometimes with protests, like, you have to you have to go when when it feels right. It just it felt right to me. Like, at this time, it's like, I know it's a pandemic and it could be, could be potentially dangerous, which obviously like, nobody wants. But for me, like, the, like, racism has been, like, a pandemic for, like, I don't know how many damn years, like, over 400 years. And it's something that we need to address. And we don't address it now when we ever, ever address it. Like the amount of people I've seen, especially white people like that, that were there, like protesting with and was like a, a big surprise for me. So I feel, I just, I do feel that how, like. How do you feel about that? I mean, you can never, you, I mean, you do, obviously you don't know what everyone's intent is, whether it's just to be, be there to be seen. But I know a lot of 
white people that I know that I spoke that I've spoken to like really feel strongly about it. Like so many people have messaged me like from the stories I've told and told and asked me mm-hmm. asked me about them and couldn't believe they've gone on and like how they want to help. And so many of them said like, yeah, I never realized until now that like I like I haven't done enough. Like I need to be anti racist and stuff like that. And that's good for me to hear. I yeah. I mean, I think with any protest there's always gonna be people that just go there because and I think that's with anything. With anything anything that happens in life, there'll be people that just turn up because, you know, it's the new thing to do. It's the in thing yeah. to do at the time. But I'd like to believe that majority of people there were there because they really believed. Like a lot of the signs and stuff I saw there were like were like like positive, real good messages. So I mean I just hope it really sparks a change, especially in this country, because like living in the UK even to this day, at some point, sometimes when I go into a place like, um, say I'm not in Manchester, I'm just like, I don't know, somewhere else, like sometimes I go, like, I go to Yorkshire sometimes. And sometimes I still get that feeling when I walk into like, like maybe a pub or something around there. And I'm thinking, oh man, I wonder if like anyone's going to give me shit in here because I'm the only black guy in here because it does still happen. And it's just like, sometimes you just like worry about that. Sometimes if you're not in a place that you don't really know that well and you're the only black guy there, it's just like you've got to be on edge because you just never know what might pop, pop off. And it's just... Yeah, and has that happened a lot if you've been in a club or just for no reason somebody's took a dislike to you because of that? I, I would assume. You probably even know half the time, but... Yeah, um, I remember one... Yeah, I remember one time I was like... I must have been like 18, 19... And I was getting the bus back from like a night out and this fucking old man, like he was obviously drunk and he like came up to me. And so I just like ignored him and like took like, like a, like a, like 10 steps, like to the right and walked away from him and he walked over me. And then he was just, and then he was just like, where are you from? I was like, and I just ignored him again. And he goes, tell me where you're from. You're not from this country, are you? Like trying to fight with me. And I was like, and honestly, within a, within a split second, I honestly thought about just dropping him. But I was like, this is an old man, I can't hit him. And then thankfully some guy just came up and just like just like took him away and was like, Yo, I'm so sorry, and like which I did appreciate. But just yeah, it's just another example, man. Like I said, I've got I've got so many damn stories I could be here all night just telling you stories about like racism. It's just it's crazy to think about, but yeah. Even if someone's racist to me, racist to me now in this day, like it's more on that this person's just an asshole. But Definitely through school, even all the way through uni, like it did have like an effect where I was just like, it just like, especially when I was like, like when, when I was younger, it definitely had an effect that can, that I've only just realized sort of now when I think back that it's just like, you remember everything. That's yeah, well, that, retained all of it. well, that's it. Like, I think at the time you don't really, I think at the time you don't really know, but you know that something just isn't right. Like, or something doesn't make sense. And then mm-hmm. once you're older and you you think back, you're just like, damn. And then you remember how you remember how the way it made you feel. But I think yeah. like now, if if it was any if, I think I'd be more angry and just be like, Well, fuck this person, I'm gonna expose them sort of thing, more than feeling like inadequate. Like I'm like very pow- proud to be black and proud of my blackness. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not something it doesn't mean that I'm like any anti anybody else. You just like I'm pro black i'm proud to be black i'm proud to be a black man proud to be a black african man and like i rep my like my culture and my heritage like very proudly so no one will ever make me feel like um like 
I shouldn't be proud to be black. You know, I like, like Charlemagne said, what's it called? Black privilege, man. It's a privilege to be black. And that's how I look at it. Right. You, no. You've been like this since, since I've known you, since 12, 10, 10, 11, 12 years. You've always been this way. Um, but that's not without the struggle you've gone through. Yeah, I mean, like, no, listen, yeah. no one, no one, um, no one gets to, it takes, it takes a long time to get to a point where you can truly be either comfortable or happy with yourselves and happy with the person that you are. And it does take struggles like a lot of struggles, but I'll tell you what helps me is like reading a lot of books by African, by like, by African people, by black people in America, by successful black people that have gone through their struggles. And it was just like, yeah, they've gone through the same struggles as me. And like, like Charlemagne's book, Black Privilege was just like, was another perfect example where he said, like, I truly feel like it's a privilege to be black and I should never feel any other way about it, no matter like what life I've been through. And I was like, it's a very, very good point. And I think things like that, yeah. things that show positive reinforcement from people from your own community is a big help. I feel obviously um, you work with a big company. Um, and how, how have you been in that huge, the huge company? We won't mention it uh, unless you want to. But um, how, yeah, how have they handled race? And, <laughs> and what do you, have, they, have you ever had any confrontations with them as a huge, huge worldwide company? Or how do you think that... Um, brands can help improve race, race relations instead of what I found um, using a person of colour just for um, a novelty. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's call a spade a spade, man. Like, all these companies, they want to come, they want to come tap down to the party, yeah, and then and then leave. They don't really want to, like, deal with any issues. All these brands, all these companies, they want to use rappers, black athletes, mm-hmm. Um, black entertainers to like promote their brands and get like all the sales but then when any issues come they don't really want to speak up unless they're forced to and the reason why a lot of these brands like gucci burberry plc all that made these make these terrible mistakes to do with race is because they have no people no black people in positions making decisions can't even say that word for some reason um like at the top because that wouldn't happen, or just any ethnic minorities at all, because that would not happen. Do you think mm. that if they had a black person on the board of um of Bur- uh, of Burberry or in the room where they were talk when they were creating things, saying, "Oh yeah, I don't think it's a good idea that we have someone walk around like with what it looks like a noose around their neck," maybe not. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to see who you're putting at the forefront of your company for the media to see. I want to see who's exactly. behind that. I want to see who's backstage. Who really is backstage? I don't want to see who you're pretending is leading this company. I want to see who is actually leading this. Who's who are you hiding back there? A bunch of white exactly. people. There's no one probably of color. You just want to monetize and capitalize on this and use people of color as a novelty. It's exactly. It's, it's, it's like you want to use us to like use us because we're like because they're popular and they'll make you money. But then when it comes to making making all the all the choices in the in the boardrooms, like there's nobody nobody of color there. There's no ethnic minorities on your board. Why? Why is that? And this is why they always make terrible mistakes. Say again, sorry. Charlotte was at university. You know, it's not just these big companies. It's universities. It's oh yeah. White people shouldn't be making shouldn't be making decisions for black people using black people as pawns you should have people of color deciding what people of color need well yeah i don't know i don't 
I don't really understand how. Like I think I think about it. I'm like, how can you sit there in a room and say, "Oh well, you know what? I think the black community would like this," and then you look around and it's a whole bunch of white people saying this to each other. It's like, how do any of you know what the black community would like? Because none of you are from the black community. You. This is why. I, I honestly, and I honestly, it's because like a lot of these boards, man, it's, I feel like it's a very um, buddy, buddy system, you know, like, like mm-hmm. they sort their boy out and their boy they sort their boy out and the, their bo- other boy sorts their other boy out. And it's just like, okay, because it's always white men on these boards yeah. cons- consistently. You think you look at like, I don't know, I'm trying to think like, you think of like um, a rapper like ASAP Rocky, right? And he, and he, you want to do some sort of work with him. You think that if he walks into a boardroom and he has like a bunch of old fifty-year-old white guys telling him about how they can like help grow his brand in the black community, he's not going to listen to them. What the hell can can they tell him that he doesn't know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's honestly, like, like it's focusing on the backstage of things, like uh, and in your mind, the backstage of your mind, the backstage of your boardroom, the backstage of anywhere. What's happening there? Because superficially. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah, honestly, I just think if you ever want your, if you want companies to be successful, they need to have like an, a true, like a true diverse, like a do a, a true diverse employee range. You can't have a company just filled of like robots of the same people. They need to be truly diverse. They need to be more women, more black people, more Asian people, more Chinese people, more Indian people. It needs to be a full mix of different people because all these different people have different experiences that can all bring value. And then it shows when your company puts something out there and it's completely tone deaf that you have nobody in positions of power that are from, are, that are, are from those communities because it would never happen. Basically, that that is the way moving forward for brands, isn't it? To simply oh, it is. Yeah. Give employ people, give people high tier jobs that are of color. I mean, it, it's it's wild to even say that, but that's what needs to be more prominent. Yeah, because like it's like I'm not saying like just give people like any jobs that like they're not qualified for the role, but you're not telling me the, like course. you can't sit there and lie to me and tell me there's not people of color like that are qualified for these roles that aren't getting them because there definitely is. That definitely one hundred percent is, and the people that you've got hired that you are hiring currently aren't aren't qualified because they keep fucking up and make these stupid decisions that you see out like that and put out to the media. I mean, I really don't get how some of this stuff happens. Like, like how do you make some of this stuff and it gets past all these different like levels of approval and then to to where the public see it and they think it's okay? It's mind blowing to me. It just show again. It just shows ignorance from people that are not really paying attention. If they'd done their history on half of this stuff, it would not be happening. And that's another thing. Like um, I want to say, it's like when it comes to like when people say, "Oh, well, what do I educate myself on?" It's like, well, listen, we learn all about your history because we were forced to. We were forced to, so you can learn about ours. Go like that. Google. You got the internet, man. On your phone, it's that touch of a finger. Now, it's so easy to learn about your history. Learn about the British Empire. Learn about how many African countries they colonized. Learn about the slave, slave trade in England. How Liverpool was a port for so many slaves to come through. Like, learn about this stuff. And then maybe, maybe you'll have more of an understanding instead of just sitting there blissfully ignorant. Like, man, it, the time's over for that shit, man. Like, I'm, I'm not here to hear people saying, oh, I never knew about this shit. Yeah, 
if you're 30 years old and you don't know about this shit, then that's shame on you, man, because you should be learning every day, educating yourself every day. I mean, I do it all the time. Like, there's loads of stuff I don't know. But, like, you know, I just read books and try and learn learn new things all the time that about that I don't know. Like, I remember reading about the Armenian geno- genocide that I'd never even heard about before. Like, and it was, like, a completely brand new thing to me. And it's just things like that. I mean, I suppose everybody doesn't want to doesn't want to learn or improve themselves but you know you either you either learn or you stay ignorant like which one do you want to be ignorant or somebody that learns exactly i mean again i was having an argument with someone yesterday about like this south statue of edward colston getting torn down in bristol and he was like oh i don't agree with like the vandalism and all this stuff and i was like just stop right there yeah yeah like we were saying if that's the thing you don't agree with showing what's more important exactly. yeah that's the thing you don't agree with. You don't, like, the fact that a, tr- a statue of a slave trade has been up there for so long. And he was like, well, why don't you mm-hmm. uh, try and get it down, taken down in Norway? I was like, they've been petitioning for years and the council have ignored them. Why are people them. trying to arrest people the normal way? Why don't people try and, why is it just exactly. the normal way? It's all, <laughs> it's, this is another thing with racism. There's always an excuse where people say it's like, right. oh, if like, oh, like when George Floyd, like, people saying, oh yeah, but like he might have done this. He's not really a bad guy. No, he wrote, he had a account with it like ten dollar or twenty dollar bill, which he might not even have known about because who that can happen to anybody. Why is he dying for that? Like I'm not like even if you're a criminal that's done something and you're being arrested, you shouldn't. Exactly. You shouldn't. You should, they shouldn't be killing you. Tell me how they arrested. I don't know what, what he did or what he didn't do. That the whole, exactly. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me why. Um, a white shooter in America that killed, went in and shot people in the church on a Sunday was arrested all peacefully. This is a man that had guns, all peacefully. But a guy that had a $20 bill that was apparently counterfeit was killed. Tell me how a woman sleeping in her bed and gets shot, like shot in her bed for sleeping, for doing nothing. There's a guy sit, who was sitting in his house minding his own business and a police officer lied and said it, she thought it was her house and then shot the guy. Like, what the... F- like what is going on here? Like, yeah. and it's just—I always find that these people that claim to not be racist, but then they—it's always like, yeah, but, but I don't want to hear your but. Like, you're gonna say but after like all this, yeah? Like, it negates everything you said before that. Like, I don't want to hear that 100%. shit. Being proud of who you are is often seen as being anti something else, which it isn't. So when you eventually have have a child, what will what will you take the necessary steps to? What will that be for you? What will that mean for you as far as educating them and? Well, I mean, obviously, I'd hope that, like, things have changed a lot where you wouldn't have to warn them about certain things, but you never know. But, like, say, for example, let's do it if if I was, like, having a child tomorrow, I'd have to warn them about if you ever get stopped by the police, what you can and can't do, what your your rights are, what to do when they say. Um, I'd have to tell them, like, anytime they're, like, the only black person in even out with their friends just like be mindful be careful and definitely teach them to be pro-black be proud of who where they're from and don't let anyone else tell you different i've always i think this is a thing something sometimes things kids need to hear it's like so like sometimes nobody will agree nobody will back you or nobody will agree with what you're saying but if you believe what you're saying stick to it and there's nothing wrong with sticking to your beliefs, even if nobody else does. It takes a brave person to stick to their beliefs if they believe they're right and just stand by them. But I'd definitely grace my kids to be like very pro-black, 
but I'd always sort of refrain for my kids to like to be about equality, which is something I've always been about. You know, like I've never looked at anybody in my life or like one way because they just you know they're either a friend or like someone close, and and that's it. That you know they just everybody's everyone is equal to me. It's good to recognize everyone's differences, but that's not the reason to set to exclude them because I think it's easy to say, oh yeah, I treat everyone equal, but then. If you're not realizing that the issues of your white friend will be different to the issues of your black friend, then you're being ignorant here. You need to recognize their differences, but never exclude them because of it. Exactly. Recognize them. Exactly. Yeah. Know that they're there. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, I don't see color because I hate that. I'm saying I don't see color. Like I, I just, I just, I'm ignorant. I ignore it. Yeah. See my color. Recognize it. What I've been through. Appreciate it. Respect it. Ask me about it. Exactly. Yeah. But um, one thing as well, and probably the same as what you'd say to your child, of what would you, in the time where you were feeling, you know, obviously when you're, you're a lot younger, um, as you said, you've, you know, you've grown a lot since then. But what would you say to yourself um, as a child that was feeling othered and feeling um, made to feel lesser? If you could speak to that child now, what would you say to yourself? I'd say it'll get better. Don't, I'd say, don't worry too much. Be proud of who you are. Don't let anybody tell you different. Be Try, yeah, just try and remember your heritage. Stay strong and things will get better. You will meet better people in life. More, and don't like just don't try and be too down on yourself. Yeah. I think I'd say that. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, how does it make you feel talk talking about that? Do, do you feel do you thinking about your younger self and what you say to them? Do you feel quite? Um, do you feel? I mean, it's does it make you feel quite emotional? Yeah, it, it does. Just for the fact, I guess. Um, obviously. Because at the time when I was that young, like I couldn't articulate like how I was feeling or why I was feeling that way. So then I could never have anyone say that stuff to me because I didn't even know what was going on. So if I can't tell people what's going on, they can't like tell me that. So it's just, it's just like yeah, it's kind of sad that like at one point that I was that that I felt like that, and then I, that I didn't even know at the time until I think back to it. So I feel like with kids growing up now, it's just like it's always it's always a big thing to make sure that that you make sure that they know they're proud of who they are because being a kid's tough, man. It's, it's tough. It's only getting tough with social media. Would you like to see in the next five years? I'd like to see a lot more black and ethnic minorities seemingly on the boards of like big brands or in positions of power mm -hmm. at big brands. I'd like to see... I'd like to see sort of change in the police and what, especially with the stop and search and the pro and the racial profiling. I'd like to see, hmm, I'd like to see like the, um, the history in schools changed. I'd like to see the um, Great Britain recognize like that what, what the British Empire did was, wasn't a good thing colonizing African countries and it's one of the reasons that the African countries are still are still in the state they are now today which I don't think they'll ever do, they'll ever do but you know
I'd like to see like America actually recognize slavery and actually make make some sort of amends for it because they still haven't to this day. Like I always say that Germany dealt with the Holocaust in the best way after by leaving those concentration camps up for everybody to see and say, this is where we were in our history at one point. We are never going back here. Like this is like, this is what we once did. This is here for everyone to see. We are never going to get back to this point. If you just brush like your history under the carpet, man, it's easy to slip back into it because you, you just forget it existed. Okay, like we'll just forget about that. It's like we didn't do that really. It's That's not the way to deal with it. You can take confront it head on. So yeah, there's I think some of the things I'd like to see. I hope so. I mean, I just like, I yeah, generally I just want to see some actual change. But I don't know, man. Change takes a long time. So it'll just have to be like, the small change it's all about people signing petitions protesting donating like any causes that you can be a part of and help in like the smallest or biggest way ever just do it and it will help create change the only way we can make changes together as people uh but is there anything else you wanted to say um i'd just say that um if you if you're someone that's ever wondering like um like, why is racism still an issue? It's like what we said before, yeah? Just think, if you have any black friends or any friends from any other ethnic minorities, just think, would you switch positions with them and live their life? Because I'm telling you, most of you would probably say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question, why, why is that? Yeah, and then, yeah, why is that? Why, or why wouldn't you? Why would you not switch? And I think you'll have your answer. Yeah, absolutely Apart from that, you know, yeah. I don't know. Instagram, Mr. J Breezy. Twitter, Mr. J Breezy. <laughs> no. Hit me up. Um, at Mr. J Breezy, everyone. Yeah. I'm really thankful for you taking the time. Thank you for having me. This. And of course. And I love you. And I love you. And yeah, um, I hope everyone enjoyed, enjoyed my friend being here as much as I did. And hopefully learned some things, which I, I definitely did. Oh, so yeah, I love you and thank you. Love you too.